Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. Fifteen minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will Welcome to the podcast. We're in Acts chapter 12. Edwin, what is our text for today? We're going to go ahead and start over again in verse 1, and this time we're going to read all the way down to verse 11. About that time, Herod the king laid violent hands on some who belonged to the church. He killed James, the brother of John, with the sword, and when he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded to arrest Peter also. This was during the days of unleavened bread. And when he had seized him, he put him in prison, delivering him over to the four squads of soldiers to guard him, intending after the Passover to bring him out to the people. So Peter was kept in prison, but earnest prayer for him was made to God by the church. Now, when Herod was about to bring him out, on that very night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains, and sentries before the door were guarding the prison. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood next to him, and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him, saying, Get up quickly! And the chains fell off his hands, and the angel said to him, Dress yourself and put on your sandals. And he did so. And he said to him, Wrap your cloak around you and follow me. And he went out and followed him. He did not know that what was being done by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. When they had passed the first and the second guard, they came to the iron gate leading into the city. It opened for them of its own accord, and they went out and went along one street. And immediately the angel left him. When Peter came to himself, he said, now I am sure that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from the hand of Herod and from all that the Jewish people were expecting. Well, that turned out much better for Peter than it did for James, <laughs> at least from an earthly perspective. Well, well it would seem so, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so we're picking up in this persecution. Now King Herod uh, is, is striking out against the church. He has taken James. We talked about that on our last episode executed him. Um, we were surprised that he picked James first, but I don't think any of us are surprised that he went after Peter as one of the first. No. It says, though, that after this execution of James, he saw that it pleased the Jews, and so we are reminded that there is this time of, again, uneasiness, persecution, difficulty for the Christians in Jerusalem. And Herod's trying to cut off the head. He's trying to get rid of the leadership. If we can get rid... And that's an interesting thing. It did not occur to him, we killed Jesus, and that didn't stop this from happening. What on earth makes him think that if we kill these apostles, it's going to stop it from happening? You know, an interesting echo, though, is Pilate puts Jesus to death, and that seems to be to attempt to please the Jews, right? Um, And now you have Herod acting in this capacity, trying to please the Jews. And so I I think that what has not changed is that the growth of this church in Jerusalem is upsetting things around the temple, is upsetting things around the established order, because these people are given to the risen Christ. They've not stopped preaching that. People have not stopped converting to that. Well, I want to throw something out here. Let me know if you've ever thought about this. I look at... Here are James, and here's Peter, and yesterday we we talked about you wouldn't expect James to get executed, but he does. And so when Peter gets arrested, I mean, it seems only fair if James gets executed, then, well, well, Peter needs to get executed, too. Uh, I mean, look, if you were going to execute one child, it would not be fair to not execute the second one, right? That's, I, wow. (laughs) 
<laughs> is this Solomon? What you know, is this? It's interesting. We normally, think, we normally think of it the other way, don't we? If you're going to deliver one child, then it's only fair if you deliver the other. But he delivered Peter and he let James be executed. He did do that. And, of course, the here I'm talking about is not Herod. No. I'm talking about Jesus. I'm talking about God. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. It appears that Peter is in line for the same treatment that James got. He's being held in prison. There's going to be some type of uh, public presentation, I guess. I'm not going to use the word trial. I don't know that he would get a trial. Uh, but this was all for the sake of show and to please the Jews. So he's being held you know, in chains. I mean, he is locked down, and tomorrow, probably tomorrow, he is going to die. Probably, and yet he doesn't. because And, and it's, not, it's not because Herod brought him out to the people, and the people decided, we've had enough bloodshed. Yeah. It's, it's because God very specifically stepped in and miraculously delivered him. I mean, there's no yeah. doubt. If it, if it had gone to the next day and the people had decided, we've had enough, don't kill him, let him go— we might think in our minds that it was just a natural occurrence. Sure. But but we know that it's not that. We know that God did not rescue James. God did rescue Peter. What's up with that? In in today's world, what we would be hearing is that's not fair. My kids say this all the time. That's not fair. And there's two things that I do say to them in response to that. Number one, you know what else is not fair? Yeah, life's not fair. Life's not fair. The second thing I tell them is, you know, let's say what we really mean. We don't really mean it's not fair. We mean I don't like it. However, in this scenario, there does seem to be this issue of why are there these uneven blessings? Here's what I'm wanting to get at. What I'm wanting to get at is that we live in a world today. There's Christians at all different levels, financially, relationally, influentially, just, uh, you know, not everybody looks the same. Not everybody right. has the same abilities, opportunities, resources. And sometimes we look with envy on others because of what they have, and we think it's just not fair. I, I want us to get to an understanding that says God has not ever promised that we would all have the same blessings. And what I need to do is be thankful for the blessings I've received, be thankful for you on your behalf for the blessings that you receive and and be satisfied with that. I think about what uh, Jesus said to Peter when when Jesus actually told Peter one of these days, somebody else is going to dress you and somebody's going to lead you where you don't want to go. And the text says there, excuse me, the text says there in John 21 that it was uh, showing him how he was going to die. Right, right. And then he turns and he looks at I believe it's John, the disciple whom mm-hmm. Jesus loved. I believe that's John. And Peter says, what about that guy? Mm-hmm. And Jesus' response to him is, what is that to you? Yeah. If I want him to live until I return, you follow me. You know, that's my business. How I bless my children, how I bless my followers is my business. Be thankful for the opportunities that you have. Use the opportunities and the blessings that you have in a means and a way to glorify God. And be thankful for those opportunities. If John gets to live till the end of time, then thank God on his behalf as well. But don't don't get upset. Your job is to take the blessings you have received and use them for God's glory. So we were reading Philippians 1 in the last episode, and we were talking about the Apostle Paul's attitude. To live is Christ, and to die is gain. And here we are seeing, I think, with Peter and James, the other side of this. If, if 
death is gain. That's what James gained in his martyrdom. And here is Peter now, who must live, and to live is Christ. I think you I think you do a good job of pointing out that before the Lord ascended to heaven, he let Peter know, you are not going to have a pleasant passing from this world. So those kinds of words, I think, would be perhaps echoing in Peter's mind, even as he sits in this jail cell this night. Uh, it's going to be a violent end. Will it be tomorrow? Will it be later? Having said that... His responsibility for today is to serve God and live for him now. I, I got two things that I thought of as you were talking about that. I'm trying to figure out which direction I want to go on this. The, I, I'm, I'm going to go the first one, and that is that you, you've actually demonstrated something on this that I think I spend most of my time overlooking, and I think most folks today don't even think this way. But it's interesting that you and I, throughout this conversation, and most people I have this conversation with, have looked at it as though Peter was the one that was blessed and James was the one that was cursed because James died and Peter was delivered. But I want you to think about it from James's perspective. And James is executed, and perhaps that was painful. I don't know exactly how that worked. I, I, I don't know how painful it was. Right. I know this. I think about the next instant. The instance when he wakes up in the presence of the Lord, and now he is experiencing the presence of the Lord, at that moment, did James think he was the one that was cursed when Peter got delivered? Or did James think, oh, that is so unfair. You made Peter stay down there? Hmm, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, that, that does turn the tables from how we look at it. Yeah. Because, I mean, really, we were kind of framing this at the beginning with a, you know, a child saying, that's not fair that somehow God had cheated James. But he didn't cheat either one of them. No. No, and of course, both, if I understand Scripture correctly, spend an eternity with the Lord, both of them bring glory to God with the, with the blessings that God has given them. And I think that's a, a very, very important thing for us to grasp. It's what I need to do, and I need to keep my hope in the right place. Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, do, I do love this account. It is great to me to see where Peter thinks that this is all a dream and a vision <laughs> anyway, yeah. um, you know. And, oh. what, and what a wonderful dream to have when you're locked up in chains to dream about breaking up out of here. Uh, but it wasn't a dream at all, the angels may, bringing all this about. And Peter realizes, you read in verse 11, well, now I know for certain the Lord has sent his angels delivered me. Yeah, I, I'm so glad you brought that up again because a moment ago I said I thought of two things. And I knew if I picked one, I'd forget the other one. You know, as way leads on to way, I would never make it back to that entrance. But you just reminded me, Peter is in prison. He is going to be brought out to the people tomorrow. And look, I get it that Herod is not just straight up said, I'm going to execute you, but he's bringing him out to the people to please the people. And whatever they say is what's going to happen. Right. But we all know what it is that they're planning on saying. Right. And what is Peter doing? Mm-hmm. He's, he's sleeping. He's asleep. He's sleeping. You remember uh, that uh, oh, we didn't get to do it on the podcast because we didn't start the podcast till after Luke. But, uh, you know, in the Gospels, when the. Storm. I'm trying to remember why this is in my head right now. It's because you preached on it a couple weeks ago. The storm. Yeah. It wasn't in the podcast at all. It was in one of the sermons. Yeah, one of the videos. Where's Jesus in mm-hmm. the middle of the storm? Mm-hmm. He's, He's asleep. asleep. Where are the apostles? Mm-hmm. Freaking out. Absolutely. But now Peter is in jail, and he is looks like he's going to die tomorrow. Mm-hmm. What's he doing? Mm-hmm. Sleeping. Here's a person who has found his hope. He's not He's not scared of the death. He's not scared of what's going to happen. He is able to go to sleep. Look, I couldn't even sleep the night before I had to do my taxes. My mind was racing. Here, this guy is looking like he's going to be executed, and he's sleeping. 
again, that piece of, of it being settled in his heart to live as Christ, to die as gain. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, listen, there's so much that we can get here and talk about this. We want to hear what you're learning from the text. Even You know what? Even if you're reading something else right now and you're just listening along with us, we'd love to hear what it is that you're learning from the text or any questions that you have. Please email us, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. We'd love to bring that into our program and maybe do some special episodes about questions or just finding out what everybody else is listening to and learning. Uh, well, I'm not necessarily saying what you're listening to, but what you're reading. I got to get that right. (laughs) You're listening to Text Talk. (laughs) Crash and burn right at the end. Let's go into a prayer. I think it's your turn to pray. Oh, it is. (laughs) Crash and burn still. God in heaven, thank you very much for this opportunity that we have to talk about your word. And we have a good time and we goof up and we mess up. But we know that you are our Lord and our Savior, and you have eternity waiting for us, and you don't mess up, and you don't goof up, and your plan happened the way you wanted it to happen. And so that allowed Peter on this night when he's about to, it looks like he's about to die, that allowed him to be able to rest and to sleep because he knows that you are the God who doesn't mess up. And so we're very thankful for that. We pray that you would be with each of our listeners and that you would help us to bring glory and honor to you above all things. Through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day. And it's... And you got nothing to say in response to that. I, I thought I was that's setting you up. That's not fair. I thought I was setting well, you up. Well, that's not fair. Oh, yeah, I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> but, but you know what? Uh, life's not fair. <laughs>